The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's up, guys? Happy Tuesday night slash Wednesday. Okay. That's why Greg doesn't do intros anymore. See, I already... I'm walking... I'm currently walking my dog. I have my headphones in. I hit play because the panel discussion is our show, and I want to I want to listen to it. And then I hear that. Guess what I just did? I fucking turned it off. Or you gave me an 8 out of 10 on that burp. Oh, God. By old standard, like our old grading standards. Yeah. I'd give it like a, uh, I give it like a seven. That's fair. Seven out of ten. Wow. It's just all powered on like an orange vanilla coke and some chicken wings. So good chicken wings. Some good chicken wings. Yeah. These are really good chicken wings. Unfortunately, I now have the itis, and <laughs> I am I'm sweating a I'm little on, bit. I'm on my second beer, and man, oh man, I just like want to curl into a ball right now and digest. Oh yeah, a little bit. I've been hey, I've been starving. I actually between messaging you guys if you wanted food or not. I was a nice husband. I went and grabbed my wife Taco Bell. Taco Bell. And they have a new grilled cheese burrito. <laughs> so I had to so try. So a quesadilla? Pretty much. <laughs> it's a, they call it a grilled cheese burrito. So I'm like, I have to try this. So I did. And then I came here and put down some wings. So I am stuffed. I have the meat sweats. Our new air conditioner is keeping the room cool, but I'm still a little moist. Still a little moist. Shout out to our uh, friend Brian on the two-point conversation who just straight up donated that thing. Um, it's very comfy. But welcome everybody to another episode of the panel discussion your home for comic book talk every week right here on lay network i'm one of your hosts matt johnson it's been a while since i actually did the, the full intro uh alongside my sidekick now the tables have turned how the turns have tabled <laughs> greg Knowlton. greg Knowlton. and of course yeah i'm jj abrams what's up bitches <laughs> Oh, God. I'm about to fucking reboot this opener here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. God, I hope. Oh, I don't know. We you know we talked about it a little bit last week. I, I'm, I'm indifferent about it. That was one of our, our main subjects. I was oh, like, yeah. we should probably wait for Mike on it, but this this news is hot. Oh, I'm talking about it's it. It's half the press. We you talked know, about it last week. I know week. you talked about it. I listened to the episode. Guys, I really, uh, really enjoyed last week's episode, but could you, uh, I, I would really appreciate it if you guys didn't have fun without me. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's ah, all right. You know, I mean, I had a little case of life hit me last week, so I missed out on all the fun. But now we're back, and we had a party just for you. I know, a chicken wing party. Shit, man, that was awesome. It was good. Very, very good wings. So, so yeah, uh, of course, we're going to start off with our news. That's what we've been really leaning heavily on opening these episodes. Mm -hmm. And we have our news anchor, Micah. Micah Burgundy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, we have some comic books we're going to talk about. But first thing I want to talk about, actually, is I... The Fantastic Beast series, the, the the Harry Potter prequels. Yeah, yeah. Now in 2016, Fantastic Beasts, uh, that reached 814 million. Such a good which movie. Which was uh, it was a good movie. I didn't it was very good. To like it as Me much either. as I did because I'm like a familiar, like a familiarity kind of person. You're a familiar. Do you take care of vampires? Is that <laughs> what? <laughs> is that a, is that how they work? Yeah, it's a familiar. Uh, like Star Wars. Like I know how I want them to go outside oh. the box of the main yeah, characters, yeah, but at the same time. 
I gravitate more towards what I know. And Fantastic Beats for me, that was like, like I knew I was going to go see it, and I didn't know how to expect like a Harry Potter. Oh, you were looking like the AC just. Fell I just up. remembered something. Okay, yeah, that's all. Okay, uh, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did, but it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah really so good. that did that did very well in 2016. Then, of course, uh, a couple years later, we had The Crimes of Grindelwald, who was played by Johnny Depp. That movie reached 654 million worldwide, which is 200 million less than uh, its predecessor. Now, going into the third movie, well, actually, that last movie it suffered from a lot of flaws. They're uh, you know, they were just like, yo, why did you keep Dumbledore in the closet? Dumbledore, as we know, is actually a gay character yeah. who was in love with uh, Grindelwald. They did not mention that at all in this movie. It was yeah. just, oh, we have uh, a bind to not hurt each other. Right. And that's what it was. It was when really it's, dude, I don't want to hurt you because I just can't quit you. Uh, so, and then you have, as so you had Johnny Depp in these movies, right? Uh, of course, uh, the the movie probably suffered because. Depp was going through all those issues yep. with his People with his ex-wife at the time. Depp at the time. They were, and of course, now we had like the Emancipation Proclamation of Johnny Depp. Uh, it the came trial out. started this week. What's that? The, there's some kind of like trial or hearing or oh, something wow. that started. Well, it, yesterday, Depp Depp has been. Uh, it was it was actually Amber Heard who was abusing him the whole time. Yeah. And she set Depp up. She dragged his name through the mud. It was, she it was absolutely horrible. did. So now, of course, the Pirates of the Caribbean are just like Johnny Johnny Depp. Please come back to us. Uh, now going forward with this Fantastic B series, uh, Johnny Depp really isn't an issue. But of course, there's still that stigma. There are people that don't know uh, what's going on right now. They still look at Johnny Depp as an abuser. Uh, so the third installment is probably going to suffer from that. Also. We have J.K. Rowling, who is anti-trans, um, which is weird because she's been extremely progressive on her Twitter and, yeah. of course, in her stories and everything. Yeah. But to be anti-trans in in 2020 is a it's a big big no-no. Yeah, uh, she's she's obviously losing fans. A lot of her fans are transgender. And she made another like comment about mental health that was. Not she's a fucking well idiot. Written. She's a fucking idiot. Yeah, absolutely. She's. I shouldn't say that she's a genius. She created this whole world, but keep your mouth shut about this shit. Yeah. That or have a different view. Like Jesus Christ. Um, I just and, don't think you you post that kind of stuff when you're at that status, or like that's what publicists are for. <laughs> yes, give your give your Twitter account to someone else. Somebody you should not. If you're that. If you're that kind of star, you have somebody smarter than you controlling your social media. Yeah. And then uh, third, I am going to talk about the, the the third thing here that I think is going to be the nail in the coffin for this Fantastic Beast series. And that, of course, is The Flash, Ezra Miller. Now, back in April, there was... Now, it's not confirmed if this was him or not, but it's we're 99.9% .9 sure it was Ezra Miller. He can be seen very violently choking a female fan back in April. Uh, there was a video of it. This is uh, in Iceland outside of a bar. Uh, I mean, like... He choked a bitch. Um, so, of course, Ezra Miller is is getting a lot of heat right now from that, and it kind of leaves the whole series up in arms. And it's, it's there is not even there hasn't even been any filming yet uh, for the the third installment. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you have Nagini, who is uh, a racially oh, yeah. sensitive character. There, um, it just seemed like. Fantastic I don't think Beast. we're getting the, the the end of it. I don't think then uh, the reason why I brought this up is because uh, as of mainly because Ezra Miller. Um, I think that this 
Fantastic Beast series, I don't think we're going to get to the end of it. And if we do, it's going to be wrapped up in one very sloppy movie. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a throw together. It'll be like It'll Jurassic be, Park 3. It'll just yes. be disappointing. It'll be thrown together. Um, they'll probably use footage from the other movies yeah. uh, to kind of fill in the gaps and such. Um, now, which leads me to, to Ezra Miller as The Flash. There's a rumor going around now that he's not going to be The Flash anymore. And I think it, it stems from this, uh, this situation yeah. where he attacked his female fan. Um, of course, you know, we don't know what happened before the video. The fan in question... Uh, she could have been drunk. She could have been really provoking him. But I, where I come from, you don't hit a woman, and especially you don't choke a woman. Um, so there's a possibility that he might not be Flash anymore. How do you feel about that? I'm fine with that. <laughs> I never Same. liked his Flash. Um, like even even Grant Gustin's Flash, I was a little like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this, but I liked it. Yeah, I did like it a lot. But like, the, I would be fine with it being replaced. Um, I know even if it's not Barry Allen, we have a lot of really compelling Flash characters to pull from with like Bart and Wally West. Um, and they're about to do Flashpoint, so that fixes itself, in my true, opinion. True, 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 true. Um, but yeah, it's just... So I, I kind of... This is a good segue kind of to what I was going to say earlier and or later. Um, and I think it just fits well. One of the things myself and a friend of the show, Colin Delaney, were talking about today was... Um, or yesterday we were talking about it, was like comic book shops aren't doing great right now. It's just <sighs> the truth. Like media is... R.I.P. Pop Rock. Yeah. yeah. Me, me, but, but in general, like the like DC and um, Diamond have are not this, like not in cahoots anymore. They're not using <laughs> yeah. Diamond as a, as a supplier anymore yeah. uh, or distribute, distributor anymore. And there's not a lot coming out because of the pandemic. And we were both kind of talking about how it feels like that as a media is going to die out. But one of the things, like, and it's kind of occurring to me, is, like, writers will go away, but you can always have someone else take over a comic book. It's a lot harder to replace a character in a movie or a TV show. Oh, God, yeah. Which is why I think, like, paper media in this culture right now is okay. It's going to stick because it's just so much easier to to adapt. It's so much easier to... Um, to be what it's supposed to be. You don't have to worry about the person behind the character. You can actually just focus on the character. And it, cause it's so hard right now to look at a character and want to like love that character. Imagine something comes out about like a Chris Evans with how we've looked at Captain America for so long. It, it just changes everything. And, and now every time I watch a movie, I think about what if, what's going to come out about this guy? What's going to come out about that? And I don't want that to Dude, be Dude, if thing. something came out about Chris Evans being like a rapist, oh my God, I would yeah. give up on humanity. It, it's so, it, it's just that thing right now. So where like when I read a comic book, it's like, well, this is a drawing. <laughs> like I don't yes. have to, I don't have to, sometimes with the writers, you still have to worry as we learned with um, Dark Knight's Metal a few weeks ago, I talked about a story getting pulled, but I don't have to worry as much about that character even with, like, the, the opinions on J.K. Rowling, I feel like a lot of people are still this? attached to the characters of Harry Potter and are able to kind of look past her. Yeah, it's I think harder, it's become that to a lot of people now. I see a lot of people that, they like, J.K. Rowling, they, they're not giving her any power yeah. over it, but she created this world. There's been so many fan fictions written. Yeah. And, you know, of course, J.K. 
Oh, I'm not sure the exact rights, but J.K. will probably always have the ultimate say in the direction of yeah. the Harry Potter story. But So it's like George Lucas, in a sense. Yeah. Do, do a you way. feel like J.K. Rowling should pass the Harry Potter torch to a new, younger, more open-minded writer? It's tricky. It's a tricky thought. I mean, I'm, or even sell the whole fucking thing to Disney. Like, it, I don't even know necessarily that, like, I, like I, again, and we're in that culture where that's okay right now. I love that the stories are being continued and created. Do it? Does it need to happen? I don't know. I don't know if I want to. If I need Harry Potter forever, I'm fine with rewatching the first eight movies over and over and over again and yeah. reading the first I seven just, books. I just don't want to see Disney get their hands on it. I don't. I but really don't want to see Disney touch it. Of course it. I want to see it expand. <laughs> there's so much to it. but There is a lot of lore. I mean, there there are there is so much lore you can explore. There's plenty and of lore, absolutely. Plenty of lore to explore. <laughs> so last week you guys were talking about the Star Wars reset, obviously, with Kathleen Kennedy stepping down. She's going to be starting her own all-woman company. I... Uh, now, did you guys mention the possibility of the Russo brothers taking control? We did not. I did not. The one I did see a rumor today about uh, John is it Favreau. 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 I love John taking Favreau. it the reins over. He's so doing, this is seriously there is a civil war going on in the Star Wars, uh, yeah. the Star Wars world right now with Kathleen Kennedy and uh, uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and of course George. Um, yeah, I am a firm believer in giving all the power to Favreau, Filoni, and even getting George because because Dave Filoni back will, on board. David, even if a some type of payroll or whatever, have always have him there, always run the scripts yeah. by him. Now Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they'll be good about that. They'll oh, yeah. they'll constantly run it by George. I mean, Favreau did that with uh, like the other that was Stan Lee for the MCU. Yeah. They ran stuff yes, by him. Everything yes, was approved. Yeah. Yes, he was the creator of that world, and and, and everything kind of went through him. Like, if if he didn't think a certain character that he created would act a certain way, mm-hmm. do something a certain way, he would not give. Stanley would ninety percent of the time not give the green light for it. And yep. I think George Lucas needs to be brought in as a consultant, mm-hmm. in some form or fashion, to the to the Star Wars universe the same way that Stanley was. He should was always MCU. be an executive producer on anything that's Star Wars. That's I feel like he should always have that title. Yeah. I he just, earned yeah. it. He, he, he did. earned it. Yes, did he sell the rights to uh, you know to Disney for what? Four bill? Yeah. I think it was four bills back in like But they but they they told him we will always consult you yeah. and we will always have you there yeah. and that was not the case. They brought him in to try and fix episode 9. That's all that's what I heard to to, to try and save the trilogy. That's what I was told. I picture George just like Oh yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, you guys really fucked up that last one. Hey, there's, Whenever there's I... my legacy. Yeah, there's Skywalker. He's on a fucking island. Fuck, I'm giving a shit about anything. Ruining my legacy. Hey. Oh, man, hey, Ian McDyer, man. I thought I, I thought I was done with you in 05. Thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming back. <laughs> you, made it, you made it. All I picture shit, is like <laughs> SNL's like Bo- when Bobby Moynihan is George Lucas, and that <laughs> made it worse. <laughs> but like, if anyone's done well with the Star Wars franchise in the last, we'll even say ten years, right? It's been Filoni and Favreau. Yep. Filoni's done great with Clone Wars, and Favreau did a killer job with Mandalorian, and they felt like they were actually from the series where there they was times when the new cared. movies felt. 
different. It felt separated it from did. those old. It really we discussed. I think we, you and I discussed this about like source material. Yeah. Last week, and you guys people getting like getting the rights to these films and not giving a shit about yeah. the source material, uh, and, and like what fa- the way that fans see certain products, and Filoni and, and Favreau do. You know, uh, was this last trilogy? Uh, you know, it it was what it was. Uh, our good friend Johnny Puma, through Pro Wrestling, he made uh, he made the comment. We were talking about it after Episode Eight. We were talking backstage at one of the wrestling shows, and he's like, it, "It's you know, it, it's it is what it is. It was it, you know, but it, he, it isn't. This isn't my Star Wars yes. anymore. Yeah, it's not a that Star Wars anymore. Made. That's he told me that too after he I he just that. he we just all standing in a circle. He, he felt sh- like let down. Yeah, he shrugged his shoulders. He's like, this isn't for me anymore. It's yeah. for for a new generation. It's, it's whatever. And there's um, Filoni did does weird stuff. Like I I've been rewatching the Clone Wars and I watched like the Altar of Mortis stuff and I was like, this is super odd and like out there. I like it, but it fe- it yeah. feels like it, Star it, Wars. It fits. Well, yeah. think about uh, think about Rebels. Yeah, I think about where uh, the rebel base was. Um, they worked so hard to find where they could hide, and that's the the planet with the spiders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they had the the giant. The oh god, I forgot his <laughs> name. I forgot his name. There was a giant on the planet that was so, and he was he was basically the force. Oh, where he wasn't he wasn't light. He wasn't dark. He just was. Yeah. And it was so non-Star Wars in a way, but it or fucking worked, man. Yes, that's the thing. Like, and it, yeah, there's so much open, and I. It's about making taking risks that still honor the source, and I think like again, Floney does a great job with that. Uh, Kathleen the, Kathleen Kennedy went on and said, uh, when they were criticizing this this trilogy she threw her arms in the air and said well there's no source material i mean you got to realize we just had those other movies to go off of and that was it not comics and i'm and, like uh, are you fucking kidding me the amount of books shows and george lucas books. and george <laughs> yeah that's your source material on, just go man. ask george yeah. hey what do you think of this <laughs> um we can uh, talk Star Wars all day. We can, but very, very quick. I just wanted to bring this up: is that very little details as of now, but Constantine is set for a reboot from J.J. Yes. Abrams and Bad Robot, which it looks like this Constantine reboot. I don't know if it's going to be a movie or a show, or not they because they're saying things. HBO Max. Yeah, um, they said it could be a Zatanna series that Constantine is also a main character in. Okay. Uh, and then there's been rumors of, oh, it's Keanu Reeves, which, like, I actually like the Constantine movie. Don't get me wrong. I actually did enjoy that movie. But- as a, as a, from a horror standpoint, it did very well, and it also had one of the best uh, on-screen yeah. representations of Satan. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. freaking Matt Ryan is Constantine. Like, there, there's never been a character that I've watched and been like, like, he, him... Matt Ryan to Constantine is like um, RDJ to Tony Stark. That's how I feel at this point. Okay. See, Keanu Reeves was too young in 2005 to correctly portray Constantine. He I wasn't feel the legend that he was today. <laughs> Back then. Same. He but was too also- young, and everyone looked at him as a moron. And then, of course, over yeah, the Yeah, they used to rip him, like parodying him all the time. They used to rip I remember him. watching Family Guy where it was Brian was trying to talk to Keanu Reeves and a bird came, sat on his shoulder, and started pecking at his head. Could you see Keanu Reeves being that fluid, like, 
sexually fluid, polyamorous character, though, that is Constantine. Constantine is classically in the comics, kind of, that's part of his shtick. He's also British and loves British punk music. Okay, that's, yes, yes, he is British, yes, and he was supposed to be older. Now that it's 2020, I've, and Keanu Reeves is what he is right now, I feel like a 2020 version of Constantine with Keanu Reeves would be perfect. Okay. And yeah. I, I would I would give it a shot because I love Kiana. I do. But I'm I just Matt Ryan has just been such a great like breath into that character. But you know that won't be him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're not gonna cast him. And yeah, it, they that's, won't. Which no, is they weird. won't. So if they don't cast Keanu Reeves, like who can play yeah. this character? There's not many that I would like to see. No, not at all. And it's weird. Cause, fucking Willem Dafoe? Because he's been a character <laughs> that they've had like They've been like, hey, you're going to be this character in all these shows. Even after your show got canceled, we're going to keep you as Constantine. And whenever we do an animated movie, you're the voice. So it's weird, too, that they're like, yeah, live action, though. Like, you can stay on TV, not movies. But that's just DC. Like, it's got a weird multiverse. I just mentioned Willem Dafoe. Real quick to our listeners. Willem Dafoe should never play Joker. That's all. Uh, I'd be fine with him as the Riddler. There. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hugo Strange. He would make an excellent Gordon. Yeah. Do not do not make him the Joker. That's silly. Same thing with Depp. Don't do that. I don't want Um, either of them as the Joker. No. No. Like, is it? Would it be cool? Sure. But just just leave it be, guys. Uh, The Deadpool two director is teaming with Brad Pitt for a new action film. Bullet Train, and that'll be coming out hopefully next year. That's uh, t- uh, Bullet Train is a uh, Japanese mag mag. Help me out, magna magma manga 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 manga, manga. With manga, all the, manga. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the ones without tentacles. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, our uh, our dude, uh, <laughs> our main man Thor. He recently spoke in an interview about the insane oh, workout yeah. regimen he's under to play as Hulk Hogan. How do you guys feel about this? I, I love it. I think I think it's exciting that one they're they're you know we all know kind of Hulk Hogan is what he is, but he's had a a, a, a pretty big impact on a lot of our childhoods, right? I don't know too many people who get around pro wrestling and are like, you know, they they never once cheered for Hulk Hogan at some point. Yeah, I think it's cool that they're doing it. Chris Hemsworth as him. If he's, he's really good at, at accents. How tall is he? 6'4"? He, he might be a little bit taller than that. Okay, Hogan was 6'6 six, six in his prime. Hogan is now like 6'3 due to all the surgeries. And, he can get and, lifts. He can boot lifts. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> dude. He's he's tall as shit. And if he's going to like mad, like mad put on muscle, because he was just like, I have to put on more mass than I ever have. And he, he's like even more than I played than, than when I was Thor. So you could just picture like, that's Eight. why he was fat, though. He had gas gut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I was gonna say, though. Like, you imagine like the it. amount of like Sylvester Stallone tests they're gonna inject him with, dude. Chris Hemsworth is gonna look now. Okay, I'm trying to picture Chris Hemsworth, juiced to the gills, tan as shit, wearing the fucking red and yellow <laughs> with the hair and the handlebar <laughs> mustache. Picture that. What fucking Saturday Night Live sketch is this? So I'll never. I will not be able to take this movie seriously. Well, and I, don't I think probably Hemsworth won't. Hemsworth wants it to. I, Hem, it's supposed to be a biopic, but Hemsworth yeah. said he wants to do comedy. Yes. He doesn't want to be taken seriously. No, I've you're seen... playing as Hulk Hogan in your Thor, dude. <laughs> this is not going to get you an Oscar. Make it fun. Have yeah. it fun. I think it's going to be that. Have it, it has like, to be. I like. I've I've seen obviously Hemsworth. 
yell and be very serious in the Thor movies, but in a funny manner. And I feel like I, I, just, I could just picture him trying to do the Hulkamania is going to run wild on you, the pose down and stuff. And I'm just going to be laughing my ass off so in the theater. He said in this interview that he's working on the accent and the mannerisms currently as long as as well as doing this workout regimen. He is pretty good at but, accents. Some of these English actors, it's so weird when you That's see what he's doing while he's working out. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's actually like it's not super difficult if, to a little try. You can you can pretty much mock like imitate Hulk Hogan. This but. is the thing that I'm thinking about with this movie is we're we're talking about Hemsworth as as Hogan. But what like is is kind of escaping, I think, everyone until ah, just just now a fly hit me in the face, um, is that there's going to be other wrestlers in this movie played by other actors. Yeah. And I the prospect of who might be like I don't feel like you can have a Hogan movie without Andre or Macho without Macho and like who are they going to have play Piper. Macho? Oh <laughs> my god. And like the prospect of who could be these characters is kind of exciting to me because you know Hemsworth has a lot of friends. And there's going to be other people that are going to come in that we're going to recognize faces playing some of these characters. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be so hard to take seriously. I just want to see, like, I would love a Ric Flair biopic, but it has to be, like, it has to be, like, NC-17. Yeah. It, I read, it can't have anything to do with his wrestling life. Who it just would, has to be backstage. It's just Space Mountain. <laughs> Will Ferrell would have to play Ric Flair. The movie would be called Space Mountain. <laughs> if if it would be with Space our Mountain, luck, if we got Rick like Flair's a, a Rick story. Flair biopic, like Flair would be played by freaking Wahlberg. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. I'm uh, yo. What up, bro? You woo woo woo. <laughs> Dude, Say woo to your mother for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's another one, man. Mark Wahlberg's in some heat. I really recently it came out that back in the late 80s and early 90s there were a lot of hate crimes that Mark Wahlberg committed in his neighborhood. I thought uh, he admitted uh, to like so I thought he's been in trouble for all that. Like I think I felt like he's cuz he he's not shy about his past. Dude, he was a, he's a, never been shy about grow, his past. Growing up in Boston, he just like beat up the it was like him and his buddies they would beat up the Jewish kid in the neighborhood. <laughs> like he's like, been dude, very, what a fucking it, dick. It, no, it's it's definitely screwed up. Um, but he's never been shy about his yeah. past. He's not one of these people who are going to hide and yeah. pretend that they didn't do something. Mark Wahlberg's been very open about his past. So if he's suffered, I think he, he might have did some jail time back in the day. He did. He did. Yeah. All right. If he's suffered that, if he's been through that, uh, you know, finding all this stuff out years later, it sucks. You always hate to hear it because I, lo- I think I love Mark Wahlberg. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, but if he's done his time for it. You know, and if it if if that's that's the, if tough. that's the case, that, that is, that's that is case. tough because, because if we keep bringing back things that we did five, ten years ago, everybody would be in trouble. It's and really this hard. was thirty years ago. At We've this talked point. about this with Twitter, but yeah. I mean, his shit was violent, right? <laughs> like, no, it was, yeah. it was. But it, like I said, if he already you know did time, got punished for it. Uh, it's it is it's I'm not justifying it in any way in any way. Everybody's had some kind of effed up backstory. Unfortunately, a lot of these actors and honestly, that screwed up life that Mark Wahlberg lived before becoming the world famous actor he is today made him the person that he is today. He's a much better human being. Um, you know, you hear stuff all about all the charity work and stuff, and I know some pe- some uh, and people he hide found, behind. Uh, he found God too. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's. As long as people are changing for the better, and, and like I said, you can't change the past. It sucks if you know everything that 
came out is true. Um, as long as people are moving forward to be better people, I think we need to acknowledge that. People just want us to just straight up cancel people who did bad things in the past uh, who have changed and grown. Yeah. If those people haven't changed and grown, criticize them. Bury them until, you know, until they come around and become a decent human being. Um, cancel culture is weird, man. It's, it's really it's hard so to have a conversation about... Chris Hemsworth playing as Hulk Hogan without going into a whole like <laughs> cancel, cancel culture conversation thing here because it's like who's gonna play Nature Boy? Like, well, Nature Boy's kind of a piece of shit. Does he get a movie? Sure, Hulk Hogan's getting a movie. He said the yeah. N word. Oh, yeah, a lot Not of times with his friends in right. a very angry manner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. where where, is it, where do you draw the line? Yeah, you know, he didn't even put an A at the end of it. It's so yeah, that's bad. Sorry. I was like that trying, was, to, no, it's, no, I was no, no, trying to was, picture like Hemsworth, like possibly like the prospect of them adventuring into when you know Hogan was in Rocky Three, and then we went there, and now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just picturing uh, like a young Stallone. And do you know how Hulk Hogan got that part? Is Thunderlips? No, I don't. All right, so Hulk Hogan had a gym down in Florida, uh, which he was just like right on the beach because Hogan lived on the fucking beach. Yeah, I mean, look at him. Still does. He's like <laughs> he's, he's like the a eight. leather couch. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's he is seriously couch. like the blade from AEW. Our friend uh, Pepper <laughs> Parks. He's just cons. He's he's tan so much that it's it'll never fade. Yeah. Well, anyways, Hogan had this. Uh, this gym and Sylvester Stallone heard about a wrestler I had a gym there so Stallone flew to Florida he went in the gym he has to speak to Hulk Hogan and Stallone is like five foot four he goes up to Hulk Hogan who's six six three hundred and five pounds juice to the gills and Stallone goes eh, I want you to hit Damn. me I want you to hit me when you hit a guy in the ring and Hogan's like oh, brother <laughs> No, brother, 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 brother. I'll hurt you. I'll hurt you real bad. And uh, I don't know why he just sounded like that, like like Bubba. Uh, <laughs> I'll hurt you bad. Uh, I don't do a good Hogan. Uh, and then Stone's like, all right, then. I want you to hit me at about 50% of how you hit a guy in the ring. And Hogan's like, all right, brother. Here it comes, brother. <laughs> and he grabbed uh, he grabbed Sloan by the back of the head, leaned him down a little, and gave a big forearm across his shoulder blades. Hogan said he hit him at about 30%, what he normally hits someone in the ring. I don't know how true that is. Stallone dropped, like, flat, popped up, and his face looked like it exploded, apparently. Like, there was blood all over his face because he face-planted. He hopped up. I. Uh, Pointed at uh, pointed at Hogan, stared at the guy next to Stallone, his handler, whatever, working on uh, working on the movie, and goes, "Hey, this guy's got the pot." <laughs> <laughs> so that's how Hogan got the part for Thunderlips. That's pretty cool. I love. That's like one of my fa- one of the reasons I like the third movie so much is that scene. I don't know why. I just always liked that scene. Plus, I like Mr. T. I was a Mr. T. Mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never got. I never got to appreciate his cereal, but. Uh, <laughs> But and his flavor waves. It cut yeah. the roof of your mouth. That's what I heard. Just uh, like Captain Crunch. It's because it's filled with his gold chains. <laughs> I shared it a couple days ago on our social media page. I think we should share it again. An image is released for the Robin King. It was so oh, cool. Yeah. I'm blown away. <sighs> it's gorgeous. I'm blown away. Dude, I can't the crown wait. of thorns on his head. Oh, yeah. Robin the Robin King looks 
terrifying. So like this the, is a good direction the for the crows, Robin character. I like it. The oh crows have God. been super cool background characters. So I'm I'm happy to see like one kind of come to the front, one of the Robin characters, not just be like a little minion. Yeah, man. The artwork for them, they're terrifying. They're the scariest part of oh, the Batman so and Oh, they're so creepy. And I, so I'm real, when I, we shared that artwork, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it, actually. So good. And it was and gorgeously drawn. I'm not really big on the whole, like, getting a, I, I have a lot of tattoos. I'm not really big on, like, getting, like, a comic book character tattooed, but depending on how this series go, I may consider the Robin King. It's cool. Um, one last thing, guys, since we're during, uh, you know, quarantine is still a thing. And if you're like me and you have recently lost your job, uh, you have a lot of free time on your hands. Uh, so I am going to, uh, until this whole shit's over, I didn't tell you guys about this. I'm going to have a quarantine recommendation post, and that's right now. Uh, for this week, I highly recommend going on Amazon Prime or Shutter and watching 1981's The Burning. The Burning came out the same time that Friday the 13th did. Uh, Friday the 13th took off huge. The Burning was left in the dust, and it should not have been that way. Really? The Burning is probably one of my favorite slashers ever. And uh, a little uh, a little fun thing for you 90s kids out there, Jason Alexander is one of the main characters in the movie and does not play anything like George Costanza. <laughs> uh, and one more recommendation for you is a series. Since I gave you a movie, I'm going to give you a series. Go on Netflix or Amazon Prime and watch the show Hannibal. Cool. Hannibal is like a phenomenal show. I like, the, I like these recommendations. That's actually in my queue right now. It's something I'm going to watch. Get on it. Get on it. It's, I'm watching what we do in the shadows first. That show's so good. It's really good so far. It's I'm only really like three good. or four episodes in, but it's great. It only gets better. <laughs> All right. The familiar is exactly where my head went when, <laughs> when we were talking about that. <laughs> Very good. Very. I like that recommendation segment. I think you should, quarantine or not, I think you should continue to do that. Oh, thanks, babe. I think you should. Uh, but yes, we do have comic books to talk about, of course. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we do. We do. We do. We do. Uh, this is why you guys tune in, right? You want to hear about I us think talk so. about comic books? I think so. Uh, who wants to go first this week? I'll start. You'll start? All yeah. right. Sweet. I So I'm actually covering a current run of a comic. It's a six-run, um, six-issue run. It's only on issue two right now. Oh, yeah? And it is an IDW title slash Dark Horse. Oh, like it already. Transformers. Versus the Terminator. Are you <laughs> this fucking me? No. The, what? Look at this cover. Look at this cover. Dude, all right. So as a as a little, like, as a kid, I would always write up these fake scenarios of, like, who would win? The Terminator or Optimus Prime? Now I can find out? Yeah. It's weird, but it's fun. Um, so the whole premise is you see, you know, John Connor in the beginning is running through, and there's a down vehicle that actually looks um, a lot like... Is it... What, what John Connor are we talking about here? Like future John Connor. Future Connor, a cool Connor. Future okay. Connor. Not for long. Running through. <laughs> Does he have the cool scar in his face? Let's see. Uh, not really, no. Ah, piss. But he's running through, and we see that um, he is stopped by the T-800, and it tells him to identify himself, and he's actually speaking in robot to it, um, and it tells him to oh, speak like, like, human. Like one zero ones. <laughs> He's binary. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it tells them to stop goofing around, and they go into the Skynet Omega Base stronghold that is filled with old Decepticons. 
Um, and then Starscream lands with his crew of Skynet Decepticons. What? And begins to attack. Uh, and the T-800s... The, is, oh. it, is it T-800 boys with Connor? Yep. And they start fighting the Decepticons, and there's actually is a panel... Is the T-800... What, what is... Is he a skeleton, or is yeah. he Arnold? He's a skeleton. I think, actually, it might not be Connor. It might be the, supposed to be Arnold, but the, right. he doesn't look like Arnold too right. much. I'm having, a, I'm having a look at this here. <laughs> I knew you would be into it. <laughs> I'm having a look at this here. Artwork, I'm into it. It's very sci-fi-y. I like it. They all look shiny and metal. This is great. Shiny chrome. Shiny and chrome. Shiny and chrome. Witness me. <laughs> all right, keep going, but sorry. <laughs> no, you're so good. I, I knew you'd be into I'm, it. I'm, I'm so intrigued. I knew you'd be into it, and that's one of the reasons I saw this. I was like, oh, this is something all three of us love. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> and so it, it they're literally having like a shootout between a, a bunch of the Terminator robots and the Decepticons, and it's like a tricked-out Starscream. It definitely looks a lot different. Um and Megatron is actually fighting alongside of the Terminators. And then... Wait, who, who? Megatron. Really? What is going on here? This so, is the craziest mashup I've ever heard. So, did, uh, did Starscream uh, mutiny? Yes. Ah, so Star Finally, he grew some balls. Starscream uh, <laughs> kills him. He actually cuts off Megatron's head and kills him. Uh, and what? then the T-800 gets away, and it is the Arnold one. And teleports to Earth, immediately goes to a Jeff's burger joint and steals himself um, some clothes. I was just gonna say some clothes. Yeah, okay. there is a chuck a trucker um, that is being very rude to a waitress and I think refusing to give her any money or ref uh, refusing to pay his bill. And the Terminator actually comes across this this trucker who. Uh, he grabs him by the arm, and he sh the trucker shoots him through the hand while he's still naked. And you see his one eye glow red, and he knocks him out and steals his clothes and then puts his gun up to the girl and asks her to identify herself. And she reveals her name as Sarah Connor. This is getting weird. <laughs> um, so they uh, he actually makes her come with him, and he has the classic look. He finds a leather jacket and some glasses nearby. <laughs> Because not from the trucker. <laughs> all right, all right. Is she pregnant? No. Because this is clearly the 80s. She is not. She is not pregnant. So yet. this is retconning everything. It's a different story. It's just a different universe? Yeah. Yeah, all right. So what had happened basically was um, there was a... Let me find the actual name for it. Skynet created something else first before they created Skynet um, that actually ended up summoning the Decepticons and the Decepticons took it over and the only thing they can use to just stop, Cyber, stop Cybertron from attacking Earth and colonizing it and taking it over is Skynet. So, so they created the T-800s to fight the Transformers. Yes. Oh, and Cybertron. Yes. That's so cool. Okay, now these are the Decepticons. Where are the Autobots during this shit? <laughs> You're getting to this, aren't you? <laughs> I'm fucking this up. <laughs> So he's so the the truck he's driving in, um, actually happens to get smacked by a, a blast, and he gets out of the truck, um, grabs his gun and says, "Terminate them, the Cybertronians!" 
and his truck transforms and hap- is, happens to be Optimus Prime that he freaking took. Bringing all that big dick energy, Optimus fucking Prime, yeah. <laughs> and he literally, this this line though, he's terminate them, the Cybertronians, uh, I will see you in hell. And he's standing there with freaking Starscream, but not Skyset, Skynet Starscream, old school 80s Megatron, Soundwave, and he's looking up, up at them with just a shotgun and a pistol. So they're they're like boxy looking? Yeah, it's the it's the 80s artwork for the most part. Oh my god. All right. So for our listeners, the oh, it's to be continued. Nice. All right. So the artwork that Greg showed me earlier, it looked like the movie versions. Yes. Of Starscream and everyone, and this is straight up like the boxy, the ones that we've grown and loved. This is uh, this is cool. Yeah, and they're, like you can, see, there's actually a picture in the back of the the Skynet versions of Scar- Starscream, Skywarp, and Thundercracker are like the main three. Nice. Uh, it and there's a a Terminator Transformer concept art that's pretty wild. It's not ever shown. It's just uh, so far. It's just a concept yeah, art. Yeah, that's, that's in a bit much. That's pretty issue. sweet. Um, but it does go on to a second issue. I'm not going to talk too much about it. And this is a continued series. So part of the reason I read this is if there's something you're interested in buying and you want to read a short miniseries, this is really fun and current uh, and su- just super weird and nostalgic. I don't know where it's going yet. And that's kind of one of the things. Like I'm intrigued. You're asking all these questions. I'm I don't very even know yet. Which is cool. And the art, like this and the cover, the cover is probably my favorite piece of artwork on the the comic it is part of i believe it's optimus's head and through it is the t800 skull showing and it's just so cool yeah that looks sweet that would make a really uh really cool shirt this is it's cool oh wow that is cool it's gorgeous and like i said it's an idw dark horse crossover um really different I, i really enjoyed reading this i was actually reading something completely different and i opened up a page and i saw like releases and i saw this title i was like transformers and terminator what and i clicked it i was like this is really good okay so yeah that's what i brought to the table today something different i like a good crossover especially things it's been like- a while since we did crossover i think last time we actually did we did a crossover month yeah. the first few months we got together yeah i, I think you know when you me and chris were, were doing the show we did. Uh, we were doing the Hanna Barbera and We've the, the DC Universe one. I did a Transformers Ghostbusters crossover as well. Ecto One was actually a Transformer. I did Star Trek and X Men from '95 or '96. There's oh, a ton. Weird. There's a ton of good. Oh well, yeah, there's like the the Bubba Hotep Evil Dead one. Yeah, so, I mean, that's sweet. Oh, so Crossover. Cool. Yeah, crossovers there's are. There's a really good Army of Darkness comic going on right now, by the way. Um, but yeah, that's everything I have. That was. I just it was something fun. It was something current. Like I said, uh, uh, one of the reasons, one of the things I'm trying to do is highlight comics that are currently out to support our local comic book shops. So this is a run that's going on, and I think the third issue should be coming out within the next few weeks. So you know what, it man? Out. It worked because I'm gonna ride my bike to the comic book store tomorrow <laughs> and pick this up. Awesome. Yeah, this is this is dope as hell, man. Yeah, it's so it, I love Queen nostalgia. <laughs> <sighs> Queen City Bookstore, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. You did no, you did. You did it right. Yeah, you man. did it right. You yeah. did the appropriate way. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Craig. Uh Mike, you look at your geared up, ready to go. I was just looking at it. I mean, I'm doing. Oh, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the I, our listeners, I highly recommend checking out the artwork to uh, to Greg's comic that he covered there. Uh, guys, I uh, for our listeners, I felt like taking the high road here and doing something <laughs> different. Uh, this is uh, Marvel number eighteen of uh, the Star Wars Darth Vader series. <laughs> what makes this one so special is that. 
it's it's in the middle of He hasn't the, read it on the show yet. That's what makes it so special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably did at one point. How long have I been on this show now? Three months? <laughs> Consist straight through, yeah, you'd made a couple guest appearances last year. I and mean, they were like Star Wars episodes. They, they did were, a two-hour <laughs> Star Wars episode right before Nine came out. Ah, you, know, you also had me on for a horror one, man. Oh, we did. Yeah, Those were some good times. So this uh, this year's Star Wars Darth Vader is 18 and came out in 2018. It's titled Bad Ground. And it's kind of confusing because you're actually in the middle of the Darth Vader series. Uh, Darth Vader just overthrew the planet where the Calamarians uh, lived and then the next issue you have this this comic book that has nothing to really do with the series it's uh you're you're in the outer rim and it's following Tarkin of all people uh it's Tarkin is narrating Tarkin is setting up camp and the planet is a rocky planet uh, clearly you could breathe on the planet like most planets in Star Wars for some fucking reason they all have atmosphere <laughs> that you can breathe in. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm thinking, and of course, if you're Princess Leia, space is no issue for you either. Um, oh my god! So, <laughs> Tarkin, Tarkin has uh, it has just won't go away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! I uh, can try, but it won't. <laughs> so Tarkin has a camp set up. He has a fire. He uh, he has men with him. He has a few different species. Uh, some that are very good at uh, listening. Some good at tracking. In the background, there's a lot of lightning, and the sky is black. No, we'll get to that later. Um, Tarkin has lost a lot of men. This is day, uh, I believe it's day nine of uh, a hunt. And their target is Darth Vader. Now, Vader doesn't say anything through this whole series. It's all Tarkin. Uh, Tarkin explains... Which is cool. I like like Tarkin getting some love. He was the, honestly... He was probably one of the better characters of New Hope, and it would have been cool to see him last the entire trilogy in some way, shape, or form. I like it now that Tarkin died on the Death Star. I mean, unfortunately, you can't have Peter Cushing back. It left left you... No, that's true. But it left you with this this thought of, wow, there's only going to be one and done. With these movies. If you think about it, when you watch it back in 77, it's like, oh, wow, uh, Cushing's dead, Darth Vader's floating in space. Uh, this this movie's at it's really cool, but they're not they don't plan to do anything more. You, you really didn't know, and I like that it was um it was it's, it's poetic that Tarkin died on the Death Star. Oh yeah, um, but there is a lot of Tarkin's past that we don't know about, and also if you when when you watch the A New Hope, when you rewatch it as an adult, you start to realize that Tarkin is actually worse than Darth Vader. Um, so. Tarkin's hunting Vader. Uh, at first, Tarkin thought the best thing to do would be to attack Darth Vader with flamethrowers because of the lightsaber deflecting blasts right back at you. And if the lightsaber doesn't work, he could stop it with the force. Um, now, if you use flame flow, flamethrowers on Vader, it seems to be working fine. Unfortunately, his suit is uh, a fire retardant. And Vader, uh, using the force, can't actually make these flamethrowers explode oh killing uh let's see they lost four hunters that day that was like day one uh vader isn't difficult to track uh tarkin's a very good hunter uh he's not difficult to track just listen for the bingo (laughs) well that and uh vader can't hide his tracks he's a very very heavy robot Yeah. yeah um 
And the one thing that like Tarkin was just like, yeah, I gotta get gotta get his lightsaber taken away from him. Um, so uh, six men died. Six men died trying to get the lightsaber. Uh, finally, they got the lightsaber. Tarkin said, "I considered it a bargain. Six men for the lightsaber." Yeah, uh, they, they didn't. Like, the way they portray it, you see it in all the the extended universe or whatever literature, comics, all that. They didn't care about lives lost. Oh God, no! Vader killed no, 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 anybody no. and everybody who upset him. He apparently there was some like woman that fell in love with Darth Vader at some point in the comics, and she thought she was getting close to him, and Vader just cut her up. Yeah. Oh God, that was uh, she had her delusions of grandeur yeah. of running away with Vader and ru- ruling the galaxy at his side. Yeah, and all he did was hold up his lightsaber, ignite it, and told a doctor to clean this mess up. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so. Uh, so back to this, Vader. Uh, Vader prefers intimacy of a close kill. Nothing could be more obvious. Uh, but if he must, he can also kill at a distance, as you've seen with uh, Vader being able to snap your neck. Now Tarkin had to kind of figure out how far. And same thing, he uh, he risks uh, men to figure out how far a safe distance was from Vader. Mm. Um. You know, how far can the force? Right. Yeah, can he what, get you? What's so, the threshold on that? Well, Tarkin figured it out. He didn't explain how far he had to be, but Tarkin definitely figured it out. Um, and they got to uh, they got to an area where there's just one, two, three, four, five, six. There's only seven people left. Uh, <laughs> two of them are these rat type creatures that can uh, that can that can they could pick up anything uh, <laughs> sounds. Um, so they could hear. They referred to Vader as a demon, and they could hear demon. Uh, they could hear the demon all around them because there is an area that echoes, and all they hear is oh, around cool. them. And Tarkin goes, "It is time to run!" And of course, like him and his team, they run. Uh, Vader ends up. Vader ends up fucking killing, uh, killing them. Uh, now, how he did this was super cool. Um, they. They get away, and uh, one of the one of the people in the one of the people in the group are just just like Tarkin. Do you know where we are? We're in the Badlands. This is a bad area, and there's lightning all around them, going everywhere. And Tarkin's explaining, "Yes, I'm aware of this. I'm fucking Tarkin. Do you know who <laughs> I am?" Of course I researched this planet. No, I've never been here, but I know where we are. I know this is the bla- the Badlands. Well, Tarkin, uh, Tarkin had this set up for a reason. So they set up camp there. Next thing, uh, next thing you know, he, Tarkin's asking one of the little rat creatures, like uh, any sign of him, whatever. And it goes, nothing, boss Tarkin. Dark demon, not out there. Good. <laughs> Remain vigilant. Next thing you know, you hear, and it's the the rat getting its neck snapped. Oh, it's fucking Vader. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what Vader did? Whoa, what is that panel? Vader, that's uh, gorgeous. Yeah, man. Oh my god. All right. So Vader killed, Vader killed a monster with its bare hands and wore its skin. Apparently, <laughs> this monster is like a giant chameleon. So he <laughs> wore its skin. Now the rat creature, yeah, he could fucking hear shit. Guess what? He didn't hear Vader because Vader is so badass. He turned off his life support system. <gasps> Use the That's force so to cool. stay alive, so he's killing all of his team members left and right, all around them. He got the lightsaber back. He starts ripping people to fucking shreds, left and right. It doesn't matter, and he's coming for Tarkin. He's gonna kill Tarkin. Um, 
But Tarkin also knows that Vader is, in fact, dying as he's doing this because his life support system isn't on. So Vader's having a hard time. And Tarkin, uh, Tarkin being Tarkin, he's running. He's turning around and he's blasted Vader. But of course, but Tarkin, ever so arrogant. Let's see. I throw out a few desperate shots behind me. Even now in this nightmare, my skills do not desert me. My aim is true. But Vader got his lightsaber back, so he's just knocking him away, whatever. Uh, eventually, uh, Tarkin, Tarkin dropped to his knees. He knew that it, the game was up. He dropped to his knees. Kind of puts his hands down, gets real low, and he says, uh, let's see. Vader has destroyed all of the killers I brought to this world. I am the last. He has won. He knows it. He sees the death he will give me. He sees his victory. He sees the end of the hunt. So do I. Vader savors my eminent murder. He can already feel it. He wants it. And so he does not consider the land, the skies, this place to which I have led him, or this moment planned before this hunt. Let's see. For these are the stormlands. This is bad grounds. And here, the taller you stand, the quicker you die. That's a sweet panel. A big-ass lightning oh, bolt wow. goes through Vader. Tarkin had this whole thing planned out to... Tarkin didn't give a shit about the 20 people that he brought no. with him to hunt Vader. Um, all he cared about was luring Vader to this very spot where he knew that Vader is a walking conductor. Lightning's going off all around these Badlands area. And if Tarkin stays grounded and gets low enough, that lightning will eventually, inevitably, strike Vader. Uh, so uh, Tarkin says, there, Vader, as we agreed... Come to my position immediately. Two for pickup. Uh, the, he's radioing for uh, to the skies, whatever. And uh, he says something to Vader. Whatever you hope to learn from this, let's see. Whatever you hoped to learn or understand from this madness, Vader. I hope you did, and I hope it was worth the cost. Uh, as Vader's laying there, Tarkin's over him, talking about his uh, victory, whatever. It gets you the flashback, and. It uh, explains why we're at this hunt. And it was Tarkin helped Vader overthrow the planet of the Calamargans. Uh, Vader was in dire straits. He was fighting a Jedi, a couple Padawans. Uh, there was a flood. Vader was about to drown. Tarkin actually came and pulled him out. So as a, as a favor, uh, Vader wanted Tarkin and a team to hunt him. Hmm. Uh, not just like a like little freeze tag or whatever or anything like that. This was like to like to kill Tarkin. He, right. he wanted to kill Tarkin um, because Tarkin is above Vader. Yeah. Um, and Vader actually straight up told Tarkin, kill me if you can. Uh, and Tarkin's over top of Vader, gloating. Next thing you know, uh, the fight's not over. Vader's persistence. Managed to squeeze his thumb and index finger together, and Tarkin could feel it clenching in his throat, and he dropped. But eventually, Vader's grip just wasn't enough, and he released. Mm. Uh, so Tarkin considered it a tie, and uh, he and Tarkin considered how lucky he was and how lucky. And this was the moment where, because Tarkin never liked Vader, 
And this was the moment where Tarkin realized how lucky we are to have Darth Vader on the side of the Empire because he will do because he's a dog, he's a hunter, he's Palpatine hunt, Palpatine's hunter, and that Vader was able just to survive this hunt. And then again, so was Tarkin. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a very fun read. It's short, but all the dialogue is straight from Tarkin, and that is just it, it's it's awesome. It too when you try to you try to imagine Peter Cushing, right? It was Cushing, no, Peter Cushing. It was put. It was Peter Cushing. Try to imagine his his fine like English accent. It was so like oh, I love hearing, buttery. I, yeah, I love hearing like British people talk. Yeah, they, will, well, they have fun accents. They have some of them have very regal, fun accents. Now, if you uh, Christopher Lee, him, mm-hmm. uh, Ian McKellen, like yeah. all those guys, you love hearing them talk in in, in English. If English. Uh, <laughs> if you're a fan of of Tarkin and you do enjoy Peter Cushing, I highly recommend looking up uh, some of the Hammer horror movies because Peter Cushing is in like every one of them. Wow. Yeah, uh, and they're all very good. When I think of like early day horror movies, I think of like a lot of English. Yeah. Actors. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't like. I mean, Christopher Lee made a a career out of that in his yeah. early days. Aside from being in plays, he did. Wasn't he like Dracula? It he was, was the first Dracula that was like really bloodthirsty. Yeah. Not romantic. Right. So uh, I, I tend to think of those guys a lot, but there, that scene where he was hiding uh, when in this book where Vader was hiding, he, he broke the rat's neck. Oh my I, god! I thought yeah. it, it was re- really cool. The visual was really cool, but I thought of like a a movie reference to that. Uh, episode five. Oh, it's so cool. Episode five, in the Empire Strikes Back, when Luke and him are dueling on Bespin. Cloud City. Uh, there's that scene where Luke's walking in that little hallway. It's very. It's towards the end, right before Luke gets his his, uh, his, his hand cut off. Yeah. But he's just walking. Luke has a feeling that he's there, but you don't hear the breathing. You don't hear the breathing, and, and just Vader just kind of comes out and takes a swing at him. Oh, yeah. And I thought of that. That was the first reference I got to that. So that can almost be tied into like an exercise of Vader remembering that, that, using yeah. that. Uh, you can almost tie that together. It did remind me. So, of do you it. think? Do you think Vader shut shut that off in the? This wasn't the first time he shut it off. I do, because I mean, how else? Because his breathing was very apparent. Uh, oh, but yeah. in that scene, you had no like it. Legit scared me the first time I watched that scene. But when when Vader pops out and takes a swing at Luke, when there's a, a, f- a phenomenal uh, Bat in the Sun did a phenomenal. Uh, oh, yeah. Eight minute video of Batman versus Darth Vader. So good, and it's uh, Bruce sent out like a sonar thing that shut off all of uh, yeah. all of the Cybertronics, uh, his, his whole life support system. And he said, no matter, the, fourth will, the force will sustain me. And, then, uh, you know, Batman was just like, well, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be able to use the force while I'm fighting you then. <laughs> so let's do this shit. Yeah. Right. No, I, I just thought that was a cool little uh, possible reference to that scene. I don't know if anybody... Uh, even the writers even Smart. even caught that, you know. So, uh, but yeah, I just I, I like little tie-in references, you know, not blatant things, but yeah, that's, that's the first thing. This I thought gave of. me like a, a white whale vibe, like you know, like <laughs> Moby Dick, like that's yeah. Vader is Tarkin's Moby Dick, and like right. oh yeah, man, it even yeah. gave me like eighties horror, like Predator vibes, like hunting the hunter, and like well, yeah, because it, it it reached a point where Vader was actually hunting them, yeah. and it was mainly because Tarkin took his lightsaber. 
Yeah. Tarkin actually mentions in there how uh, precious lifesaver, light, light lifesaver. Lifesavers are Did precious. Did I seriously say that? <laughs> <laughs> what are you, uh, five? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tarkin explains that the lightsaber is so precious to Vader because in uh, meetings and stuff, when he's talking to Palpatine, uh, Vader subconsciously touches it. Hmm. Um, and Tarkin always picks up on this. So it's it's... Taking it from him, Tarkin almost like felt like, eh, I kind of fucked up. He needs this. <laughs> this is part of him. Yeah. It could be like this. If this was like a live action, if I were to watch this, even reading it, it would feel super suspenseful and like like have that horror. And even the it's comic, very exciting. It's if very you want to take it and give too. it to me next week, man, that's I might have to. Yeah. And it's even like very darkly drawn. Like it, it looks like it gives. I, I hate making this comparison too, but like uh, pitch black and like. Predator, and <laughs> it gave me those kind of like yeah, that 80s okay. movie, 90s monster vibe, like sci-fi monster hunter vibes. I really liked it. Very good. So yeah, something new for you guys. I like it. Some, I like some, it. Uh, some, every some time, Star Wars. Every time I feel like like I'm losing the like I watch a lot of Star Wars, but I'm like ah, I saw other stuff starts to grab my interest, and I'll still watch it, but I won't be as like brought into it. You do something like this, and now I'm like, damn it! Now I just want to watch. Star Wars. I know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go home tonight and play Star Wars Racer till <laughs> yeah. one o'clock in the morning. I have, oh god! I have Pod Racer. I want to play my Fallen Order. I want to go. It's like, dang it! Every time I, I feel like I can, I can give Battlefront Two. Absolutely. Star Wars makes me happy again. It does. It's, it does. This um, is Pod Racer. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Take us home, Daddy. Uh, all right. Let's finish this up, guys. I read a five-part miniseries, okay? Uh, Quicksilver, No Surrender. It came out 2018, because I actually picked up one of the issues. I almost read it for back in the day. I almost read it back in the day. Um, but I'm a pretty big Quicksilver fan. I feel like he's had this – he's had an interesting writing history – uh, oh, very, I very interesting. Up. Yeah, why is that? Because I was gonna read Green Lantern, and had I done that, we all would have read like some of our favorite characters. Oh. And I, de- I decided not to. I'm actually I found glad that. you did that. I actually <laughs> glad you did that. Uh, Craig, that what you what you read was awesome, dude. <laughs> this, uh, this was a cool storyline because I think you guys can agree one of Quicksilver's biggest flaws has always been that he can't he, dodge bullets. Well, that too. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a pickle. Uh, uh, in the comic books, he's always had anger issues. That's always been his problem. He's like he has a lot yep. of self doubt, self deprecating thoughts. I can relate to that sometimes. So, you, know, it, you know, he has like overthink stuff mm-hmm. all the time. You know, he, throughout the storyline, actually, he makes a lot of references to being a part of the Avengers, where he never thought that he belonged. Yep. He always thought that the team kind of treated him bad. Yep. This story. Uh, is very wild. I'm not even sure the entire backstory to this, but it's because it's it's a part of a storyline called Avengers No Surrender. Uh, but Quicksilver has his own like side story, like a lot of characters did during Civil yeah. War, and it's a cool little five part issue. I, I'm gonna s- just start off by saying the drawing style is very weird. Hmm. I'm not overly fond of the drawing style. Who is the artist? Oh God. Uh, let's see. Ahmed Nguyen and Renzi. I'm not sure. That's that's who they got title at the top. Uh, the drawing style is not my favorite, but the coloring is gorgeous. I like the coloring. It's kind of weird. It is a little weird. It looks like it's trying to be Alex Ross, but really hard. Oh, let me see. Yeah. This one of the let's see. But like in a weird like 
Flash Gordon kind of way. Yeah, I mean, but I, 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 I was just that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, probably that's good. That's what I'm seeing too. I mean, just the coloring though is what oh. got was popped me. Okay, not that, but that's awesome. The coloring was really, really cool. It had like these retro, like not like well, I guess retro's eighties, but eighties vi- coloring vibes to it. Yeah, there's a uh, uh, God, what was it the Century? Is that right? Century, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a, a Century series that's drawn like that. So I wonder if it's the and same. Here, here's one of the other. Here's one yeah. of the other. It was like that. Okay. It makes the colors pop, but the story behind it and why there's so much gray in the background, and I'm not like I said, I'm not sure exactly how this happened. I don't know if this is with you know within Quicksilver's mind, but he's in this half world almost where everybody's frozen in time except him. So I don't know if it's like a different type of universe thing. The way that like. I mean, obviously, I'll finish the story and I'll explain it, but it's just really him, active in this world. He's going by, he's by himself. He's running around. I hate his suit, by the way, his costume. It's legit white with red arms, and it's got like the fast forward button. <laughs> I hate it. I yeah. it's, it looks so it looks so bad. Oh. It this, but this is just the start. I mean, the, the, oh, shit. I don't know. I don't if, know if, how if you're I gonna feel. upgrade a suit, you, you got to make it look very good. It's very 80s. I kind of dig that fast forward thing. 80s. Do you? Yeah. Uh, if it was on like different colors, or... <laughs> well, because everyone if, with flat like when they're fast, it's like lightning either a lightning bolt or like some wings on your feet. I like the the fast forward is very like 80s it, vibes. Yeah, I, 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 I do kind of. Do right. I, I didn't there. like it. I'm just I'm a sucker for the classic green green then blue. Yeah. I know I suck. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the colors, but I do like I do like the fast forward logo. Uh, but it kind of just him just kind of explore. The first issue is just him kind of going through this world, exploring. He's seen everything. Everything's like. Black and white, uh, and that's why like the, the colors probably pop so much in this in this book. Uh, he's just kind of exploring the world. He goes to the Great Wall of China. He finds Magneto, and it's actually really really funny. He takes his helmet off. Magneto's in China for some reason. Uh, he takes his helmet off and paints clown face on him and takes a selfie <laughs> with Magneto. Uh, but he's just kind of going. He doesn't know what to do. He's just sitting places. He's just very bored. Uh, and then out of nowhere. This lightning creature that looks just like him, but it's it's bigger. It's it's attacking these frozen humans, these frozen in time humans, uh, and obviously if so these creatures are just walking around killing humans that can't move. Yeah, ah, that's pretty much. Shitty. It's kind of, it's it's actually really messed up. Uh, so he's defending them. He like knows some of these people that they're going after because there's a there's a something we'll talk about in a little bit. But he battles it. It, it gets destroyed. But uh, the final scene in the first book is actually really cool. It's him standing atop of somewhere. And you can see there's a whole bunch of these creatures kind of all over the place. They're just kind of running different colors. Are they ice? What's that? Are they ice or are they crystal? They're actually they're supposed to be him, like him, like lightning versions, like uh. legit electric, like electrified versions of him. Um, Speed Force Quicksilver. <laughs> very interesting. But he, he explores a bunch, uh, you know, fight, battles a lot of these creatures. He finds, like, a, a whole nest of them. He goes to Avengers Tower, or the Avengers uh, Mansion, and, and they try to attack there and try to destroy some of the Avengers. And he goes to hide them. But um, one thing that starts to you start to notice a little bit, too, is, the like, he starts to calm down a little bit. Like, he starts to address his anger issues. And his sister, Scarlet Witch, will appear in, like, real time with this. And she, like, it, it's very strange, but she'll explain to him. She's, like, trying to talk to him and get him out because um, this isn't actually a reality. This isn't actually the reality. He's, like, 
almost like stuck in his own head a little bit. It's very, it's very peculiar. It's, it's very hard to explain, but um, it's really him about about him finding, like, learning to calm down, breathing yeah. in and out, uh, not being so angry all the time. And uh, you can actually learn a lot about his backstory because honestly, most of the panels throughout these five issues are him just running around places and like remembering stuff. Mm. Like this was this is I always kind of knew that they went this direction, but this is the first time I've ever seen in a comic uh, acknowledge that Magneto wasn't his father anymore, even though he still looks just like a younger version of him. Yeah, they uh, they never bothered to kind of change that trait, but he. he he really goes into his backstory, uh, but eventually he he does learn to kind of calm down a little bit. He does learn to calm down. Uh, he goes and he finds a whole nest of these little lightning, like rip off creatures of him. He puts on the old blue suit. It looks really cool because his old ones is is his fast forward buttons are tattered, and he does this thing. He's just sitting. They're coming after him. He yells. He throws a rock or something. They're coming after him. He's just sitting on this mountaintop. He goes. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. And then suddenly things are starting to come together for him. Scarlet Witch comes and helps him battle these things. And they defeat all the lightning, the little lightning creatures. And he wakes up in the, the, the actual reality feeling a little bit better about himself. It's uh, it's kind of like a... It, it is, is wild. something that his sister put together in his own head to it's, get him to fucking chill? It's honestly possible. And there there probably were a few cues, like if you really think deep about this, where this was the case. It was a cool character growth to see him like this. Because legit, every, like I love Quicksilver, but every every story you see him in, he, he makes some kind of impulsive decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very angry. Like, a lot of decisions are, are anger-based. In the, right, in the right place, you know, for... Being a hero type, but he's very angry. I'm trying like Punisher is like a very angry person. It's very it, reactive, not yes. They shoot first, ask questions later type of mentality. That's what Quicksilver's always been. Um, but he goes back. He goes back to the to the actual reality, and you know Hawkeye, Cap, Iron Man, all them are are there waiting for him. They're like, all right, dude, rest up. You done good. Just trying to make him feel better. And it, it and honestly, now that you mention that, Micah. At the very end, it did seem like a test. Uh, the last cover is really cool because it's all—it's some of the Avengers reaching out, like reaching out to him. Oh, that is cool. That's actually really cool. They're like reaching out to him to kind of pull him from this 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 mindset he's he's been in. But uh, from a, like a character, it was it was a cool solo Quicksilver story. I've read a lot of cool books, you know, with him. He's he's done so much, uh, you know, being an X Man Avenger. With in a relationship with Crystal of the Inhumans, yeah, he actually references his daughter in here, who's like, man, you know, because she almost gets attacked by one of the lightning creatures. And he's like, man, I feel like such a bad father. Hmm. Like, he, there's a lot of character growth, and that's why I like, I enjoyed the story as much as yeah. I did because it was cool. He does change from issue one to issue five. Like, it's it's. He would probably chill out more if he just I don't know smoke oh, some weed. It's part of. It's pro. I mean, they say like I've read a bunch of stuff that that his mind reacts as fast as he can run. That's yeah, and that's yeah, always yeah. been his biggest issue. Mm-hmm. You know, Scarlet Witch has her hex powers, but his entire body's got to keep up and compensate as for as fast as he goes. I think that's an interesting because like a lot of times. They people attribute like Barry Allen. The reason he's so smart as the Flash is think fast. Is not that he's like he just can process things so much quicker than other people. Yeah, yeah. And if he wasn't the Flash, he would not be as smart as anybody else. Right. But like I never thought of it on the other side of it. Is like also like your if your emotions are what drive you, like Quicksilver, and not your mind, 
Yeah, you're going to just charge into things. You're going to be quick to get pissed off and, and react. And I think and, that's kind of a cool way to look at it. And that's been his that's been his MO the entire I think his entire publication. So this was a different look at Quicksilver. I I love it. I, I absolutely loved it. Um I want to see Quicksilver get more live action love. Yeah. I do. Um but this was a good read. This is a very good read. He he he's never been like I I kind of I tend to classify heroes at certain levels and I don't think he's while he's always kind of been with Scarlet Witch, he's never been at her level in terms of popularity. He's been he's, like a B level. Yeah, he's a B level where I put Scarlet oh, Witch. Yeah. In a. As soon as we got him in the live action uh, Marvel movies, they killed him off. Yeah. yeah, I was not happy about that. I'm okay with it. Nah, that he, actor sucked. He was be- <laughs> nah, he was better than Evan Peters. I actually dressed up as him for Halloween. Ah, I was very excited. I, I loved quick- Kickass, so I immediately loved him. Okay, <laughs> that's understandable. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It, to me, the the MCU Quicksilver was more comic accurate. Yeah, Evan Peters Quicksilver is fun, goofy, over the top, but Aaron Taylor Johnson. We talked was more, about this before, man. Did. I'm a I'm a fan of him. No, yeah. I know. I yeah, know. that's fair. But uh, but yeah. yeah so that's that's the Quicksilver read. Uh, that's my book for well story for this it's a quick five issues and it's a it's a pretty cool read if you like the quicksilver character. man i tell you what these are uh, some good choices for this week yeah, guys i thought so uh greg i'm definitely gonna be uh hitting up hitting up this store and checking out that awesome. terminator I'm transformers crossover it as it comes out yeah i uh, matt as cool as that sounds and the artwork is sweet I don't give a shit about Quicksilver. <laughs> so probably not gonna. <laughs> subtle, <laughs> subtle. That's fair. Not a whole lot of people do. I, I actually don't get to talk to a whole lot of like Quicksil- people who enjoy Quicksilver yeah. as much as I do. I wonder how many people. Like, oh, yeah, fucking Mike is talking about Star Wars again. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, isn't it just called the Star Wars discussion? Hey, call it, call it, call it. Hey, call it the fucking uh, Star Wars discussion <laughs> and maybe horror talk, eh? <laughs> That's all it is. What's this guy talking about? Fucking Evil Dead. I'm walking here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Oh. I love this show. I love this show. Uh, but that is a wrap for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as always, and you know, make sure you tune in next week. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. Grocery shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think that was, they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. 
don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.